I'll admit I've kind of been putting this one off uh, because I know there's so much opinions around GPA and what they mean. So today I'm going to offer you my thoughts on how I approached a GPA uh, when I was in college and then my views from it from a recruiter standpoint. I don't promise you that you're going to agree with everything that I say, but uh, I hope it sparks some conversation and that uh, we can consider and talk about this topic, which sometimes can get a little bit sensitive. So I think in order to first make sense of this discussion, we have to talk about what it is that you're trying to do in the first place. So uh, if uh, we're talking about GPA or if you're worried about GPA, chances are that you are a college student uh, and you are trying to get a degree. Now, uh, for the most part, I talk about STEM careers here, but this can apply to just about any career that you might be choosing to chase. So I'm going to talk first about uh, you as a college student, right? College, everyone doesn't go to college. You've made a decision to pursue further education. And at some point, in order for the rest of the conversation I'm about to have, in order for it to fit, uh, we have to have a mutual understanding that uh, school is important to you and that you value the work that you're about to put in or you're putting in for these uh, four to five years, right? And I have to believe that there's uh, some motivation behind why you went to school. I'll tell you, for me, when I finally decided to go back to school, because I didn't go to college right out of high school. I wasn't, uh, uh, in hindsight, I was not mature enough to be able to handle that kind of environment. So, But I always work. I had a high work ethic, and, and I had all kinds of jobs. But at some point, I had kids, and I got married. And I now had to be able to, in some future, look them in the eye and said, hey, I did everything that I could uh, in order to give you the best life. And in reality, that wasn't true because in the back of my head, I always knew, hey, I don't have this uh, college uh, education. So that's where my motivation started. If I start to try and look at more of a traditional story uh, and because I try to target this at, uh, at folks that maybe traditionally don't have uh, uh, college in their in their families, meaning you're a first generation college student, right? You might have seen something in the in, in your aunts, your uncles, your brothers, your sisters, the history of your family that you want to change, and it gets even more uh, complicated if you choose something like uh, STEM, right? Science, technology, engineering, math, because now you're really stepping off into an area where in general, a very small percentage of college students in the first place get that. Now, if you're a minority student, you're even smaller, right? You're a smaller percentage of the overall bucket of people that are trying to uh, get this degree. We're talking single digits here, right? So you have to have had some motivation to stick uh, or, or to do this college thing. And so in order for the rest of this conversation to make sense, you have to be honest with yourself and say, hey, am I as committed as I should be to this school thing? And if the answer is no, uh, then there's probably something that you need to figure out really before you even get to worrying about your GPA. Because in the absence of a solid motivation or a solid reason for you to pursue this degree, then the rest of this just isn't going to make sense.
So if you're motivated, right, school should be your number one priority above everything else. And I mean above everything else. And I'll tell you, uh, I shared that I had kids and that I was married. And um, I was fortunate enough and blessed enough that my wife and I had an agreement of where exactly school and me completing this engineering degree in mechanical engineering, where it fell out with everything else. And so there was an understanding that, uh, you know, I could, uh, what I had to do and what my responsibilities were with the kids. And also an understanding that when tests came and whenever I had to do labs or whenever I had finals and I had study groups or senior design meetings, that uh, those took, uh, took the, the prize above everything else. And, and there was a moment when I was a junior and a senior where, just because uh, me personally, uh, I, I know it, it, I, I struggle sometimes to learn stuff and uh, I had to put in that extra effort. So I, I couldn't work and go to school my junior and senior year. But again, understanding that the priority was there uh, and, and thankfully my wife was working at, uh, at, at the time in a job where we were, we were able to survive. And I had, uh, you know, I would get scholarships and I had grants and that was what my job was. My job was to go to school 100% and get that degree. So how does that pertain to GPA? Since I knew that GPA was ultimately going to be a testament to the kind of dedication that I had. And because I knew that I was going to have to make some, ba you know, I'll say school life balance decisions there, I needed to understand uh, exactly what my best GPA could be and what my uh, most bearable GPA could be. And I'll admit too, at this time, right, I, I was fortunate enough to seek out and find mentors that kind of help me uh, and support me and paint this picture of why school should be a priority and, and help me have this longer term vision. So uh, this is my plug. Mentors are important and you need to get one to make sure that you can navigate uh, this crazy time. So anywho, so I, I needed to know, right? I needed to know that if uh, for every given semester, if life threw me a curveball, where did I have to protect the A's? Where could I take a B? And and where where I had to, where my options were. So I had a spreadsheet. I had a, a, a detailed spreadsheet semester by semester. I knew exactly the classes that I needed to take for my course. And I call it an uh, engineering sensitivity analysis. I knew what my best case, my medium case, and my worst case would be. I also had my eye on a prize on companies that I wanted to get into, and I knew what the GPA requirements were for those companies. And so there was times, and I remember when I would take uh, knowingly and willingly take a hit on a test or something to maybe spend some time with my family or or make that ball game or, or something like that, make, make an alternative informed decision, but ultimately with the GPA protect, being protected as a number one priority, right? I mean, you're, you're, you're super, and now I'm speaking to my STEM students or even anybody, right, in general. I should take that back. Anyone who's in college, you guys are smart enough to understand that uh, the, the way GPAs are calculated is not, is not secret, is not top secret. It's available at, uh, on your school website. Uh, before I did this, I looked at several sites and easily got to how, how our GPA is calculated, and it's pretty much the same regardless of where you go. And so I just made a spreadsheet. Right? I had an Excel calculation sheet, and every semester I knew where I started. I had every class. I had every credit hour. 
I had uh, the grades that I needed to get and so on. So my point being is that if I knew that the GPA was that important, I wasn't going to leave it up to chance and I wasn't going to be wondering what my GPA was along the way or wait for certain reports to come out. Uh, I had that much investment in it that I kept my own log sheet. So every year it never fails, you know, I go to a recruiting event and I get into that uh, uh, difficult conversation with someone who is a great speaker. They have a fabulous story of hardship. They talk to me about the, you know, they're, they're a president in their school organization. They talk to me about these community service projects that they, that they've put together and that, uh, you know, they've, They've worked with the uh, junior chapters and they've served on national office and they've had uh, done some research here and there and some and some uh, minor internships or were working. You know, I get the story of like I had to work while I was in school and and all that is overshadowed by a, a GPA that is below the requirement that I'm looking for. And and look and that and, and not always is the is it uh, is it far off and and so just to, to be more specific right at Exxon Mobil, uh, you really have to have a three point six just to 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 start talking about uh, and get the opportunity to tell your story, right? So I tell folks, hey, if you're a freshman, let's talk early so that we can figure out how we're going to protect that GPA and and support you and mentor you so that when you're a sophomore, junior, we can get you, you know, you can be competitive in this pool. I'm all about that. I want to meet you early so that I can start helping you very early on. But if I'm meeting you as a senior, there's not much that I can do. So at that point, though, whenever I get those uh, those GPAs that are in that 3.0 to 3.5 range, and it's like, man, but it's not all about the GPA. And I agree. I do not disagree with that. But then this is where we get into a conversation of, uh, of uh understanding uh, the GPA requirements for companies and understanding the volumes and the quantities of candidates that are trying to apply into those roles that have an equal story to yours, uh, but also meet that GPA requirement. So then we get into that, hey, if you know that, uh, you know, if there's some extraneous circumstance and your, G your ability to protect that GPA is just not gonna happen, then I would say, hey, that's, that, that there's nothing wrong with that, but you need to spend some time reflecting and understanding what your expectations for company alignment are going to be. There's a ton of wonderful, great, amazing companies that, uh, have, uh, that have lower GPA requirements that doesn't discount away from the, from the assignment that you might have. Uh, it's, it just, it's just the way that it falls out. And so you need to do have some uh, some time to make sure that you understand where you want to, to align yourself with. When we s start getting into sub 3.0 GPAs, that's where me personally I start to struggle, because then you really get into man that that's not overall. I start questioning the ability of someone to 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 work as an actual engineer. Um, and again, I could be extremely wrong about that. That's just my take just because I understand the, the classwork and, and, and yes, I will admit it might be one-sided because I'm only looking at my experience and how much I needed to rely 
on my mechanical engineering classes and everything that I learned. Like my first job at ExxonMobil, like I actually had to apply that stuff. So I don't see someone being able to come in with a, a, a you know, a, a 2.0 mechanical engineering GPA and trust that they're going to be able to do uh, mechanical design and, and make material selection and other technical stuff that's mechanical engineering. Um, I'm not I'm not claiming to say that in every scenario you don't you, you're not going to be successful, uh, but it does make it even more difficult to break into something, uh, especially when you're looking at that GPA as a testament of, of your of the quality of student and, and that you are. So for those of you that are in that boat, if you're early on, if you're a freshman and and you made a mistake and, and, you're, and, you, and your GPA is low, you got time. You got time, but you have to be extremely mindful, know what your GPA score is going to be, calculate it, have that spreadsheet. You should be able to answer the question, hey, so what's the best possible GPA you could get uh, at the end of your senior year, given where your GPA is now? And if you can't answer that, I don't believe you're doing everything you can to have your, your story straight, right? And if you're later and if you do that calculation and you're like, nope, I'm not going to meet the requirement for my dream company, uh, then start adjusting uh, what your expectations are and see about whether or not maybe later as an experienced hire, you can make the break into that company. Because that's, that's uh, an, another thing worth talking about. Once you get into your first job and when you start trying to now become, instead of a student hire, a student, uh, you know, a graduate hire, all of a sudden, when you become an experienced hire, that's a completely different story. When we're hiring experienced uh, experience engineers at times, uh, or companies are, they're not going to be saying, uh, so let's talk about your GPA. I don't care about that anymore. I'm looking for an experienced hire. So now let's talk about the experience you have as an engineer and prove to me that you're an engineer through those works. It no longer becomes a GPA story. So you might not get it initially. You might have to take a completely different path but uh, just don't, uh, I would say, do, I, I didn't want to say waste your time, but make sure that you're spending your time appropriately and considering whether or not your expectations are aligning with the re reality of your situation. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. Uh, for those of you that haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast. That way you can get the latest and greatest information. Also, and this is something that uh, that was recommended to me. I've been kind of hesitant to do this, but uh, I still think it's important. And the way it was told to me is, hey, that the only way that people are going to benefit from this information is if it gets in front of other people. And the way these things work on uh, social media, uh, people are all about likes, comments and ratings. So if you've ever if you've been listening to this and you haven't already, uh, please comment. And I know I have this out on a variety of places, but either write uh, a review within uh, the the Apple podcast or on um on the anchor, you know, leave me a voice message that I could then uh, promote or um, on on LinkedIn or or on uh, 
Instagram, right? Comments are the way that um, this is going to get in front of more people. Overall, my vision is that uh, is is to help these uh, students and early professionals gain uh, knowledge and learn from the mistakes that I've made, uh, as well as some of my close colleagues, which I still I'm telling you, I'm, I'm still having in my sights to start doing some interviews. I just got to learn a couple things uh, on how to uh, accomplish that. So please uh, share if you haven't, uh, leave a review if you've thought about it, make suggestions to the, to the content, right? This is uh, for y'all. So if there's an item that you want me to dig more into or that wasn't clear, uh, just uh, share that. Let, let me know that and I will take action on it. Uh, I have had the pleasure of having some one-on-one discussions, really great uh, conversations, uh, phone calls with uh, folks from uh, students and early professionals from across the country. Uh, I hope you guys know that that is as much enriching for me as I hope it was uh, for y'all. I I firmly believe that I got here because of the help of mentors behind me. And so one of my big reasons for doing this is to is to help those that are coming up behind me. So uh, again, I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend and thanks for listening.